0: You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. There are powers of influence who would like nothing more than to keep the control and flow of wealth to themselves because they know something that you don't. If you want to create true intergenerational wealth and experience a new level of long-lasting financial independence and stability that you know your family deserves, then you need to understand how to control the banking function in your life. There's a system that you can implement that will help you take back this financial control. Understand it and then own it. Make it part of how you and your family live. Head over to wealthwithoutbaystreet.com forward slash masterclass to register and start the process of becoming your own banker.
1: Okay, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Wealth Without Bay Street. It's Friday. Now, it may not be Friday when you're listening to the episode, but it's Friday here. Happy Friday. Joined today by my amazing co-host colleague, Richard Canfield out of Chilliwack, British Columbia, also known the as Wack. the Whack. And we're joined today by Caitlin Bullock from Enta Solutions, co-founder and Ideas Gardener. Now, we're going to dive into that really, really deeply because that is an amazing title. And there are actually some quite unique titles on your team. Uh, The organization hails out of Calgary, Alberta, uh, virtually operating pre-COVID. And we know now that operating virtually is um, really not that abnormal to people anymore. It's part of... The, the new normal. Richard, have you heard those words, the new normal? Uh,
0: I, I have. I've also heard a number of people who their heads seem to spontaneously combust every time that that's mentioned. So it'll be interesting as people are driving, listening to the podcast. <laughs> like, I'm hoping no accidents are created as like this spontaneous combustion as people hear. Yes, <laughs> make sure you pull
1: over, over closest, at least as close as you can to the nearest water source, so that you can put your head out if your head bursts. Well, and out ideally,
0: I mean, most people are listening to it with a notepad anyway, you know, in the comfort of their home. No, nah, I don't know. I just-
1: <laughs> Caitlin, welcome to the show. Please take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners and share with your, um, with our, your, our listeners what exactly it is that enter Solutions does.
2: You bet. Thanks so much, Jason and Richard, for having me on. I am Caitlin Bullock. I'm the co-founder and ideas gardener of Enta Solutions. And, you know, I'll tell you a story. So so we really started... I met my partner, funny enough. I audited him, so he always says, you know, he passed the test. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we worked on a project together way back when. And the project, it had all kinds of struggles. So everybody, anybody who's been on Project World, like it's just constant change from the client and change changes and people and all these things going on. And so, man, it took us a time to get, get in the groove. Right. And we thought we had it and we were like pretty much celebrating, patting ourselves on the back. And then the PM walks out like white as a sheet and says, you know, that was a client. The, uh, the contractor just cleared an entire football area worth of trees in the wrong area. <laughs>
1: That's not funny. That's what a lawyer oh. would call opportunity.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know at the time uh he was the project engineer and i was the the quality lead and and so it was up, up to us to really figure out what happened and and everybody always has the best of intentions but and it was a big company that had lots of processes in place and the systems there you know and and it came down to the person you know skipped a step on purpose to try to make a change quickly and and with the best of intentions like get it out get 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 help down to the the field site, and that one step was so important. And we realized, man, people aren't connected to the process. They didn't understand the why mm. or the risk. Like, why why do I do that step, right? And the risk behind it. So, we there's got to be a better way. So we we really wanted to look at how we connect the people to the processes. So that's kind of what we do at NTO. We take take those people you know, and the culture and make sure that the processes are documented and they fit with the culture. And then you plug in the tools and you get into this operational sweet spot and you can just fly.
1: That is so interesting. And in addition to what you described, I remember when you and I had our our first conversation and I was sharing with you that. So inside of an organization, regardless of of what size the the company is, the, the owner or the business owners are thinking about how do, we, how do we document our systems? How do we document our, our processes? And it's something that is always there. It's always on your mind, but you're so actively engaged in the business and everyone who, who has a specific job function within the company is actively engaged in what they're doing. And the busier you get, you think the less time you have to go back and document those systems and processes. And then when you actually do it, Most, most companies, at least it's been my experience is that most companies go about it the wrong way. So for example, if I had a process inside of the company and I was the one, I was the owner of that process and you approached me, Caitlin, and you said, Jason, I want you to document this process exactly the way that you do it. Yeah. And then I want you to take that and hand it over to Richard, who's never done it before. And I'm. I'm confident that he's going to have no problem executing to that process. (laughs) How well does that work? (laughs) Well, it just doesn't because, you know, he'll get to step two and go, he wants me to log into this tool, but he didn't provide me with the username, the password. He didn't tell me where to go. He just said, Hey, go into this tool and go get this drag and drop it over here. Take this, move it here. And there's so many things that come up immediately that are roadblocks. And so, I really enjoyed that conversation that we had about how you go about helping to to make that process smoother so that it's actually being done in such a way where anybody literally can pick up that task and go or that process rather and go through it and not run into those types of things that I just described. Can you expand on that maybe a little bit?
0: Well, and before you do, I think it's interesting that Jason kind of isolated me in that example because (laughs) he knows full well, I am going to be the one who's going to break that process. That's part of how I'm built. (laughs) And so I think that speaks well to what you identified, Caitlin, is that you you help understand what is the why of that process. Mm. Why did that process get created in the first place? So that even if someone who, like me, my natural tendency out of curiosity is to question, question What? why am I doing that step? What's the purpose of that? Is that step even necessary? My my brain is gonna go in that space. So if we understand why it was created in the first place, why that process exists, that reduces some of that environment. And I would imagine on most most companies from, of all sizes, there's an individual kind of like me in that space who's gonna have a similar environment. And there, that's probably the guy that caused the clearing of a football field <laughs> of land. It was it was I, I was that guy in that company. So it's really good to see how your your system what you do is going to help kind of identify those things to, you know, almost to limit the requirement for a person like me whose natural tendency is to break a process uh, to, to kind of, you know, help them fit into to the mold.
2: Totally. And you guys are so right. In fact, you kind of touch on something that's really important in, in that whole story, right. Of this, this process, because Jason, for you, maybe that's the way you think you're very like, okay, give me the step by step by step. And Richard, maybe you're the, give me the idea. What do I need to accomplish? I'll get there on my own kind of guy. But what is your company culture?
0: Mm -hmm. Is your
2: company culture very prescriptive? Is it like a value that we are very meticulous or is it we're innovative and flexible. Is your culture in your processes? You know, is the way you like to operate in there? Have you defined like your bare minimums? Like you have to do this because of this, but the rest of it get here how you like. Mm. What do you allow for your people to do? What's the musts, the absolute shalls? You know, you get a lot of a lot of companies who write procedures that I mean, consultants as their job and they like to put the shalls in everywhere. Right like wow that you know and that it just becomes very bureaucratic and it doesn't allow you guys to, you know to be flexible to to never never does a project go exactly how you want it or a job or a or a client go exactly how you planned out like where's the flexibility where can you move and so it, that's what you know it allows us to be dynamic entrepreneurs mm. right is that flexibility but what are the absolute musts the shalls like you know, that's what you really have to identify and and then like getting those people to understand that it shall because there is a risk here. Right. 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 You you are going to clear an area of trees in the wrong area. So, <laughs> so this is why we do it. And and so that's so important.
0: Well, and you know, right. so, it sounds like also the the idea of having ability to open up the flexibility is really important, depending on, again, that company culture. You want to isolate what those shall requirements are, but then you want to say, but you can also, or but you may. And right. then that opens up that capacity. Because what it could, will do, I think, for a lot of people who are in in the employed structure of that business, it'll help reduce fear, the fear of failure or the fear of maybe not following the procedure to its exact level, yeah. when they have a little bit more wiggle room within the guidelines so that they can, they can exercise a little bit of their creative power probabilities that will actually enhance the culture overall of the business and it'll also get people more involved in in their joy of being yeah. involved in that business is that what you found
2: oh absolutely in fact we we actually write processes we always like to write the process specifically around like okay how do you make this better how do you use your innovation hmm. right how do you take all those ideas of all of your people and get the best ones and make sure they get infused into your company man you haven't the ideas gardener. You have a whole garden of ideas, right? How do you make sure you water those and have the best, best plants come up, right? For yeah. you guys, and and that's so important because if you can leverage all of that, man, how powerful of a company is that?
1: Well, you know, I think that in many respects uh, we can speak to that uh, from experience, and for for us and what we do one of the exercises that I may have shared with you in our previous uh, conversation is that, so we, we took a look at all of the the functions in the business and all the tasks associated with those functions. And we want our team to operate in their unique ability. And so we went through a really good exercise where we said, look, you know, uh, just because a task currently resides with this job function in the company It doesn't mean that it it's a permanently fixed address. Like we can take this task and move it to someone who would, where that would bring energy and it would fascinate them. It's something that they, that they just inherently really enjoy doing. And so we gave the autonomy to our team to say, let's get everything up on the wall here. Let's look at all the functions, all the tasks, and then you can share what fascinates you and energizes you and what drains you of energy and someone in the room has got the responsibility to say, that would fascinate and energy, energize me. I had no idea, Caitlin, that it that it drained your energy tank. Let, <laughs> right. let me take that from you. And that was such uh, the team, you could just see the team feel so empowered and they, they had the autonomy to make that call. And as uh, one of the owners of the, of the business, I wasn't present during that discussion because I didn't want to have any indirect influence at all. Totally. Yeah. So let's amazing. Let people let people get the work done. And when you work inside of an environment, you, you can walk into any company. Any company, it doesn't matter what the service is, what the product is, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you understand what distinguishes a good app operator from a bad operator you will know within 30 seconds whether or not you're you're standing in the midst of a good operation or a bad one. Yeah. And you look no further than the people. And it, for us, you know, I think that for listeners of Wealth Without Bay Street, we, we get a large number of established business owners who they understand that their businesses can always be better. They understand that there's something maybe not quite the way they want it inside their company, but they don't quite know how to go about getting it to where they f- believe it needs to be. And so yeah. could you describe to our listeners, what is the ideal you know, client that you're, that you most love to serve? So what are the optimum mindsets of, of a client that you most love to do business with?
2: Well, I mean, it's all about aligning values and um, we're, our values are trust, candor, um, Innovation and passion, but really, what we want to do is make companies ethically perpetual, like perpetually mm. epic, right? Like they just they have this idea that they they can always be better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If the companies that go, well, I don't know why I would need you. I'm good enough. Like good enough is the the death of greatness,
0: right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and so, so they come that 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 leadership team that goes, what's on the horizon? I see it, but I'm so busy. I, I want to be able to do it, but I, I need more momentum, yeah. right? We're not there to be a permanent fixture on the wall. We're there to, to gain momentum for a company, right? It's that list of things you've got and said, one day, I really want to get this done so I can get there. Anybody who's saying those words, perfect. Mm. We're there to help you get that to-do list done. And then keep you getting that, that perpetual motion forward. Because, you know, you remember, you remember a uh, blockbuster, mm-hmm. right? As a kid, like going in and like the smell of popcorn and running to the new release video to try to see if it was in behind and if there was any left, like that was such an epic experience as a kid. Cause you waited, you waited to Friday night till you could do that. Right. Yeah. And, and they had it, they, there was a blockbuster on every block right and uh they they had their business model and they actually had an opportunity to buy netflix and they went ah you know we don't need to buy them we could probably build it ourselves kind of thing and they just they didn't see them as a disruptor they didn't see them coming they just had their business model they kept going business is good
1: yeah
2: right and along comes this disruptor so like are you in your business ready for the disruptor or are you wanting to be the disruptor like how do you get your head out of the day to day to make sure you're ready for that? Well, it's
1: look at it from this vantage point. If you're if you're Blockbuster, you view Netflix as the disruptor. Whereas if you're Netflix, you're transformational. And yeah. so if Blockbuster had only looked at it from a different vantage point and said, "Hey, there's a transformation going on here. Maybe we should we should think and act and behave like trans, transformationally." It, the outcome would have been much different because what people don't realize, they just don't realize because nobody's pointed it out to them is to think about how, how energy draining it is to worry about disruption. If you're, if you're worried about it, Hey, the, you know, we, Richard, we run into this in our industry all the time. Oh, that- there's somebody coming out. They're going to disrupt the, in, the insurance business.
0: Digital applications, oh you know, God, whatever that is, <laughs>
1: we, got ro- we got robots that are doing stock trading for people and it's apparently disrupting everything on the planet. Well, if you look at it from a different perspective and you say, wait a second, there's some transformation going on here. Well, that immediately for someone like myself, and I can speak oh. for Richard confidently as well, that brings us energy. Yeah. That fascinates us. It's like, wow. Okay. Transformation. That sounds really good. So right. in what you do for clients, can you give us uh, like a, an example of how you've helped that transformation to happen?
2: You bet. And so like part of what, you know, there, we have like uh, partners that we work for that actually do like transformational workshops, mm. right? And that's so key for like infusing that, um, that energy. But you know, what's important is being able to make time for that. right? right if you're so busy putting out fires uh you know trying to solve the same problem over and over again and you don't have the processes in place to give yourself time to embrace the transformations to embrace the the what's on the horizon then you're going to be the blockbuster you're going to get sideswiped by an idea that you're like hey yeah we could probably do that ourselves one day and you're not going to see it coming right Right. They didn't even see Netflix as a threat. Right. You can't have a conversation today without talking about Netflix. That's right. Right. You know, and so you need to be able to lift your head up and and look for those opportunities. Uh, But you can't do that if you're so busy in the day to day fighting fires. Right.
1: Absolutely. So
2: you got to get you got to get the systems and processes in place, the people plugged in. So you guys can all have those conversations and anybody can say, hey, did you guys see this idea? you know, and talk about it and have the time to talk about it. So that's, that's kind of where it really happens. And, and it, you know, for a lot of our clients, we, we would come in and, and we solve like a little problem for them at first. And then it's like that flow. Well, what about this problem? And oh, well, what about this? And then, you know, that's where we bring our team of experts in um, as needed the specialists in those areas to make sure they're getting the most value at the time that they need them, but that the whole comes together and it's greater than the sum of its parts. So that's not just these like little pieces. And so it's really that that is exactly it. It's being able to rely that your business is operating the way you want it to. Funny enough, enter the word means you. In ah. And so uh, it is your business. It's the way you want it to run. It's yeah. your vision. Right. How do you how do you make sure that's happening so that you can look towards those transformations and as you say like it should energize you transformations great
0: it is and transformation uh it's going to happen regardless and sometimes <laughs> it happens without your permission or without your design such as oh i don't know a global pandemic shows up and so suddenly businesses that have always operated in a in a brick and mortar format with their office spaces and these huge leases and 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 people fighting for the corner office with the view that whole situation has shifted for many people and it's causing businesses to rethink and, and, and some of them are going to do exceptionally well at that. Many have already demonstrated it, others not so well. And it's, it's created such an impact where their businesses, you know, at at the brink of maybe shutting his doors. And so that, transformation was forced upon individuals and on on the business owner and on the business as a whole yeah. and it's how quickly they are able to pivot or or not that's really making the decision for them as to whether or not they're gonna be able to proceed so even if their business uh unfortunately doesn't survive what's taking place the thinking process about what they might do differently in the next business probably will yeah it'll it'll shift it'll change because it has to and
2: it is so funny richard especially here in calgary we saw something really really interesting, right? In 2013, we had those huge floods, right? Mm-hmm. It displaced a lot of people out of their business and everybody got in this huge kick and they, uh, you know, creating business continuity plans and programs. Right. Um, uh, and, oh yeah, we've got this great business continuity plan program. It's never going to happen again. We won't be left out to dry again. And around came the pandemic, you know, like seven years later and everybody's like, where's that plan? <laughs> <laughs> pulling the dust off of it. somebody right?
1: discontinued it
2: <laughs> so, you know like so it's great to build this stuff and everybody gets on the bandwagon of, of building it but is it functional is it working right are right. you guys working the plan is it is it intuitive enough that people can go yeah we're ready right so interestingly enough like we we've helped um work with companies on their business continuity and, and defining those critical processes. And that's all part of it, right? What's critical to your business. And the fact of the matter is, is it processes shouldn't impede your business. They should drive results. Right. And a lot of people are like, Oh, well, we need to check a box regulatory or whatever it is. Like put a process in place. Is it driving results? Is it doing something for you? Make sure it is because they can, they can really bring value.
1: That was one of the key audiograms that need to come out of this podcast episode—that was super powerful—and so, in terms of, well, let me ask you this: I, I mean, how's business?
2: Right, right now is great. It's, uh, you know, to be honest, when we when COVID hit, we lost about ninety percent of our contracts. They either got put on hold or canceled.
1: Wow, I bet you that helped you sleep well at night.
2: Right? How? What do you do? What do you do? And as a small business owner, like you're you're up at night you're you're what what are we going to do and me and my partner we we had this conversation like how do we how do we handle this right and so what we decided is we're going to um, we're going to lean in we actually spent money we purchased new software we took courses in digital marketing and we said let's uh, let's see what we can do and it's changed our business it has changed our business we started collaborating with people we started adding value just giving value for free whatever this we've got the time we'll build it now and the connections we've made are you know just amplified now right and it's just been right this is how we connected jason and it's so true though and it really has been this for us even a transformational experience there you go and we would never have gotten to where we got to today if this pandemic did not hit and so it's really interesting, but we, we embraced the transformation.
1: I love you know? that. That's great. <laughs> that, those are, you know, those are the type of people that we like to surround ourselves with. You know, there's no such thing as retreating in our circle. Yeah. It's all about advancing.
2: Absolutely. And that's, and that was the cool thing because we actually changed a little bit of our target market. We said, you know, who really needs what we do is the small to medium sized businesses mm right yeah the They're backbone the of the economy yeah and and but they typically can't afford, you know, consultants to come in and write their procedures they typically what they do is they say hey Julie, I know you're really good and you're organized. Can you write this in your spare time?
1: <laughs> well, it, <laughs> for all of our business owner listeners, regardless of the size <laughs> of your business, ask yourself what the cost of not doing anything is. Right? And if you view you know, what, what Caitlin and her group do at ENTA, you've been listening to this podcast. You find yourself thinking, this sounds really interesting. I I want to explore it further. We're going to provide contact uh, details in the show notes uh, so that you can get in touch with Caitlin and see if you can establish, you you know, whether there's a basis there to, to work together, but ask yourself that question because speaking from one business owner to the other uh, from firsthand experience, there are things that you want to see happen in order to move your business forward. And we, we work in a people process technology framework. And so if there's something in the process that, you know, it needs to be optimized. It needs to be documented. It needs to be cross trained uh, across your organization. You should be in a position. If you're fully optimized, any person in the organization can pick up any process. And with a little bit of, you know, obviously autonomy of time can get it done Mm -hmm. and they don't have to tap 58 people on the shoulder to figure out how to do it every step of the way. And so if you find yourself thinking, this is something that I think would really benefit my business, then you should connect with ENTA and see what they can do to help. And we always view things like this and encourage our business owner clients to do the same is to view it as an investment. And again, it's all about how you think.
2: And there's, there's a huge return on this investment too. If you think about it, like if you're bringing on a new employee and it takes them six months to get ramped up because they've got to, like you said, talk to 58 people to figure out how to do their job and navigate the the system. And it's not an easy onboarding for them. You're losing your profitability because they're not, they're not maximized for you. Right? So there's huge return on investments. You're eliminating fires or repeat fires from having to put them out. You know, Uh, that's, profitability out the window it really is
0: now do you do any uh have you have you and your partner done any of this from a group kind of a coaching almost environment where you have maybe a couple of small medium business owners together in a in a collaborative environment and then they can almost kind of workshop some problems that they're going through live at the time is that something you guys do
2: i absolutely love what you're talking about richard what and that that's kind of like this whole digital and new software that we bought we actually created a membership so what it does is you know that poor julie who got asked to do this task and has absolutely no training or understanding and she's got to figure it out in her spare time what we've done is created a membership where julie can come log in she gets access to training tools like videos on the why the risks what it means to the business and then she actually can book strategic meetings and she'll get access to like some some support network that exact way so it allows her to jump in and jump out and really delve in and then get strategic t- touch points with an expert Instead of, you know, the experts coming in and they, you know, do the bulk of the work, it still helps Julie a lot, right? Mm. Now she goes, okay, I'm, I'm armed, I'm geared, I get this, right? Oh, and I, by the way, I downloaded this, you know, out of the box template. I'm going to tweak it for my company, but I know exactly what the purpose is here mm. and what it's meant to do. So it really allows people to like accelerate without, you know, having a big consulting firm come in and all the dollars flying out the window and they're not sure, you know, is it worth it? So all this right. way... You're investing in your people too, right?
0: I love that. Now that's that's in a situation where you've got the business owner who uh, who is or the corporate team has kind of said, "Hey, Julie, can you can you tackle this?" And so, kind of, Julie's off on her own trying to figure that out. Yeah. What about the 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 folks who they kind of have the unintentional roadblock of blinders because they're so busy and they're they're in fire prevention mode. And they haven't had a chance to kind of like lift their head up above, you know, get get a breather, you know, above the, the water, as it were. And, and, and they're not even sure what that first kind of domino is that they need to tackle. Do you have a workshop where you would, you know, let's say you get 10 business owners in a room and they can kind of figure that out together through some questioning and, and, and maybe some group work where they can isolate those things. And they even know where to get started to start getting that procedure, that first domino that's going to make the big impact for them.
2: Uh, We typically do that, like on an individual basis. Not that we couldn't bring a couple people in together, but um, everybody's pain point, while they have similar pain points, everybody's biggest pain point is usually very different. Mm. Right. Right. Where their focus is, because, you know, where are they putting out the fires and then, you know, making sure we're not getting into confidential or competing, mm. you know, businesses and that kind of say industries and yeah. stuff like that. But, um, you know, we do on our YouTube channel, try to give a lot of good tips and videos to help accelerate that just, you know, for free for people, go check it out, pull it in, you know, share it with your team. Cause I, uh, you know, you call them like, you know, learning moments or whatever you call them in your, you know, kick off a meeting grab them off of our YouTube channel. They're there for you guys to support everybody.
1: So. That's awesome. People love the YouTubes.
2: <laughs> right? Head on over the to right the, the cat video, <laughs> and you can just watch cat videos for 20 minutes. At your no, I'm no
1: <laughs> And uh, YouTube channel, Enta Solutions, I presume?
2: Yep, Enta Solutions, Inc.
1: Awesome. Now, you your partner, so you talked about your partner who also has a very interesting title in the organization. What is that?
2: Adam Colazzetti. He is our culture ninja.
1: Excellent. So, yeah. like, does he like? Does he run around the building in a ninja uniform and whispers? You never see him. You he, wouldn't see him. Ah, okay. Ninja. So they're yes. right. <laughs> no. Smoke bombs I, and.
0: I, I just had a flashback to an old commercial, like an NFL commercial with the Terry Tate office linebacker. Where he would just like <laughs> jump out and like tackle someone in the office out of the middle. Culture <laughs> ninja. Don't forget about your TPS reports, Richard. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Um,
2: yeah, well, so funny enough, Adam is um, a black belt. and so, But what he, like the culture side of things, Adam's really perceptive to the people side of things. And right. that's where we really, we bring in these, like uh, we, we plug it all in. So let me tell you another story. So Adam and I, after this whole project, we're like, we're, there's gotta be a better way. We're starting a business. So we quit during a recession. Who does that and starts a business, uh, you know? And we had like one major client, and here and they're downtown Calgary, right. in this beautiful tower and we're like kind of freaking out because we're in this elevator going up to the top floor and like the del- elevator doors open. It's like game face, right? Game face, game face on it. We go in and we're in the boardroom with other consultants for this client. And these other consultants have their own buildings, right? Like if that's not intimidating for a, like a, a fresh startup, I don't know what is. Um, anyway, we're working for this client for about two weeks. And he says can you review one of the other consultants um standards that they wrote for us i said okay and i mean like technically this standard was right it met all of the requirements it followed industry best practices and so but it didn't feel right for their company and so i said to, you know what do you do i didn't want to look like i was posturing like i'm this is our only client like what do we say to this guy so i took him aside and i said you know, it technically is right, but um, it doesn't feel like you guys. It doesn't feel like your culture. He looked at me and just shook his head. He goes, how do you know that? You've been here for two weeks. These guys have been with us for two years. How is it that you can get that? Mm. Right? And that and that, that piece is so important that it it feels right. Somebody picks it up and goes, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, you know, this feels like our company. And it, that culture piece is huge. and And that's why our culture ninja right? (laughs) It's bringing in that whole business with, you know, your culture, your processes, your tools and finding that sweet spot because otherwise they'll just sit on a shelf and collect dust and.
1: Such a good point. Richard, any, any, uh, parting comments, any additional questions Uh, for Caitlin? I
0: I think it'd be really cool if like in post-production of this, we could just get some little clip at snips of of him doing some ninja moves. Yeah, like I, he's no, actually he's we'll he's on the call. You just yeah, can't see only, him. You can't see him. He's
1: you can't even see him. <laughs> the cultured ninja. Uh, I'll tell you, I've already got some ideas I can share with you about some really really neat YouTube videos that you can do to bring a little bit of uh entertainment to that cuz
2: Oh yes. Yeah, it, we're all about
1: that. I'll tell you, you know it's um again, just speaking through firsthand hand experiences that culture, I would say, I mean, for, for a lot of companies, dependent upon how, how large you get, like, as you move from, I'm just picking arbitrary numbers here. As you move from one person to 10, from 10 to 20, from 20 to 50, 50 to a hundred, a hundred to 300 people, there's a shift. There's a shift that happens. And, if you, if you're not empowering every single person, regardless of what role they have in the business, to be, to be a guardian of the culture that they helped create. So it's not just a, it's not for us here, it's not platitudes. And for many companies, it's a Hey when we when you get into business isn't culture something you need and someone goes yeah yeah, yeah let's just write some stuff down right now like culture Oh yeah, they
2: slap their values on the wall and say
1: yeah and culture. it's like hey we're good but are you and, actually and behaving that way
2: that and that's it it comes down to behaviors and it's so funny like we have a program called the culture hack that we take companies through to help them either define or redefine their culture because it, you can say what you want your culture to be, but if your people aren't connected to it, there's they'll have a subculture. Uh, and it's going to be what the people choose it to be. That's right. Right, Based on what's in their hearts and that's what's right. in the way they operate. So if you don't define or redefine your culture to align with your people, it'll always be disconnected. And, if you, and so that's where we run them through a culture hack program. Get them aligned.
1: And if you own the business... And and this, you know, you go through this culture hack process yeah. and you own the business, let it percolate for a while. Let it just really truly ask yourself objectively, is this really how we're behaving? Yeah. And 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 take take that in. And if it if it's happening, you've heard the expression, well, you know, it just feels right. It just feels right. Well, go with
2: it. That's intuition.
1: It, <laughs> It feels right because that's the way people are actually behaving. And when you get feedback, reinforcing feedback, you know, for, for business owners listening, ask, ask your team members to describe to you how you, how clients should describe your business. So when we're working with clients and we're serving them and helping them, how would you like them to describe our business? What, what would they say? And when they, yeah. when they visit our headquarters or they, they are, are at an event, what are, they, what are they saying? What are they describing? How are they feeling? And it reinforces your culture. You know, I, I talked to a client yesterday who said, I got to tell you, every time I call in and I talk to Lana or I talk to Michelle or, gosh, they, they just treat me like incredibly well. They make me feel comfortable. I said, oh, how else do they make you feel? they make me feel welcomed and warm i said oh that's really interesting could you maybe expand on that cuz i'd love to give them feedback but i want to be specific and and i'm i know that from a culture standpoint it's like this is exactly the culture that we've built and the 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 client is the one that's proactively feedbacking saying i want you to know the kind of culture you have there can you right. go pat them on the back and say job well done
0: well, third if I just validation if, is one of the best ways to understand what's coming it, up is completely, you, you, you get it from a third party source. That's when you really understand, wow, like that's what's actually happening. And, and it, that can it, happen on the negative side. And then you can actually make adjustments. Yeah, but too. it's always
1: it's always best to deal in specifics, right? If I just went up to well, Lana yeah. and Michelle and said, Hey, I want you to know that our, our client said that you're terrific. Well, he was I said, would you mind being specific cuz I'd love to give them really good specific feedback. He said, yeah, "Yeah, like whenever they get on the phone, they're polite, they're responsive, they actually sound happy to talk to me." <laughs> so the feedback that I provided was specifically that. So catch your Look. purposely catch your people doing things right that support the culture that you've built, be a guardian it. of it
2: and reinforce it. Yeah. They're, if they're aligning, reinforce it. That's positive reinforcement, right? And that's that's the recognition, that's what keeps it going. That's the perpetual epic that your company can be, you know? And so, one of the things that's really interesting is when it comes to culture and processes, let's say that's the culture you want, warm and welcoming, and maybe it's helpful, right? And so, uh, they answer the phone and they're like, oh, I need you to help me solve that problem. And you're, and, you know, she says, well, I'm sorry, but that's not our process. I've got to go through all these steps and I'm going to connect you to, all of a sudden, your process now just totally negated what your culture is. Right? Totally, and so and so don't have them fight each other.
1: We always encourage our clients to avoid creating a sales prevention department. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, Richard, that's look, does exactly. he look on his face? <laughs> because that that's those are really easy positions to hire for. Yeah. Truthfully. Truthfully, it's a lot harder to find great people than it is to find people who aren't so great. Because the, the great people aren't unemployed for very long. <laughs> right? And,
2: and you know what? Everybody, every if if they're not great, it's because they're not in the right
1: position. Totally. The, yeah, it's just, it's the wrong, and, and it could be, yeah, they're 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 taking something on that that is energy draining. It's not fascinating right. or motivating to them, and so That's right. So important, but it, Caitlin, it was so much fun connecting with you. We appreciate you being with us on the podcast, uh, Richard. Any parting comments?
0: Uh, I just would uh, like to to thank you for sharing a couple of really cool stories to give people perspective in their business journey on when to recognize when there's a, there's a process culture mismatch mismatch that needs to be fixed and you don't want to wait until the football field size chunk of land is cleared that shouldn't be
2: before it happens right. absolutely i really appreciate you guys having me on thank you so much
1: oh thank you and for all of our wealth without bay street listeners uh we always encourage you to smash the like button and if you're andy roundhouse kick the like button <laughs> Comment, like uh, the podcast, subscribe to it, leave us a review. Let us know that you've left us a review and then leave another review and listen to all of our episodes. Rich, is there anything else that we ask listeners to do?
0: Well, we we always encourage them to check out the masterclass because a lot of times people are interested Ah. in learning more about how to incorporate the process of becoming another banker in their life. right? And sometimes they're seeking guidance on how that works. Well, hence the masterclass. You go to wealthwithoutbaystreet.com forward ninja slash masterclass <laughs> and then you can go ahead and put your details in there and plus you're going to get nelson nash's book which is pretty sweet in the deal
1: thank you for uh, for sharing that and we would encourage uh listeners and viewers please uh check out the enta solutions youtube channel and visit their website connect with caitlin and you'll be glad you did so thank you for tuning in to another episode of wealth without bay street we wish you and yours